You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode three, the Import and Performance Nationals. Today, we're going to tell you everything you need to know as you prepare to attend this show. All the standard events you're used to seeing, plus lots of exciting new stuff. In addition, joining us in the rumble seat is Ed B., one of the co-event managers at Carlisle Events. So be sure to stay tuned for that interview. And let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren. And this is Holly. And welcome back to Cars of Carlisle, episode 003. This one's all about the import and performance national. The one you've been waiting for. Yeah, it's the one I've been waiting for. This is this is a fun one, just because it covers everything. Basically, all cars, all marks, all all countries across the world. It's it's cool. There's such a variety spanning 100 years, all you know, European, Asian, American. It's it's such a neat show. You have all walks of uh, life and backgrounds and interests. It covers the gamut. It's a really diverse show. It's a fun one. So Holly, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the fun stuff that's going to be coming up. I know some of the headlining things that we're talking about for this three-day show is the fact that you alluded to it in the intro, Volkswagen Beetle. It's been around how many years? 80 years. 80 years. That's amazing. And the Toyota Supra, I remember when the neighbor, when I lived up in upstate New York, had a black Supra, and I thought it was the coolest car when he brought that thing home. All the kids ran across the street to see it. He buffed it down, waxed it every weekend. That thing to us was like an exotic car. It was so beautiful. And you know what's so funny about that? I had a my best friend growing up, so I was a little bit younger, but she had a brother who was dying for a Toyota Supra. And I just remember thinking, what kind of name is that? That's so stupid. Like, I just never respected the car because it had a weird <laughs> name. <laughs> but apparently, it's a pretty good car, huh? To super owners everywhere, uh, the, the thoughts and opinions of Holly do not necessarily <laughs> represent that of Cars of Carlisle. <laughs> Sorry, I was a kid. I didn't know better. <laughs> no, it's a great car, and it's uh, definitely a classic. So that's going to be part of it. I know the uh, Nissan 240SX, which is rear-wheel drive car that is extremely popular for drifting um and i i know that it probably some will be competing in the upcoming show because now we have a couple new events and one of which is going to be in the past they've had the uh, the limbo where the low car limbo where cars actually who can get underneath the, the bar um it keeps lowering and lowering until someone knocks it off the the rack but this year a new event, which is a good segue talking about a rear-wheel drive Japanese car that's known for great drifting, and that is, of course, the, the drift limbo. And that's a case where uh, there's going to be drivers will compete to test their abilities Saturday afternoon, actually drifting the car, having it come between two cones, and what they continue to do is reduce the gap, bringing the cones closer and closer and closer together until the winner is finally awarded or crowned with not hitting over one of the cones. So that should be pretty cool to watch. That's awesome. And then you can find out how to participate through like the website? Yes, you can. If you go on to uh, carlisleevents.com, they have, uh, if you go into the Important Performance Nationals show, you'll see that there's the sign-up procedures and the participation rules. It's similar to the autocross and the, and the drifting, uh, which will be part of, of this year again. But... Uh, Safety rules such as required to wear a helmet, they can't use a rental car, 
um, the fact that you they do a safety check over the vehicle itself to make sure that it's it's suitable to be out there on the on the course. So that'll be very cool. I'm excited to, you know, smoking tires and sliding cars and drifts and, and everything like that. I will be definitely. Hmm. Speaking of smoking tires, isn't there a burnout contest as well? <laughs> You've never experienced this, have you? No, never. Now, it is the um, the very everybody knows about it but uh, just tire smoke drifting for miles from the stadium or from the grandstand area the sound the smell um, it is uh, second to none and, and absolutely a crowd favorite I'd say second only to the Miss Carlisle contest <laughs> which I hope <laughs> no I okay. will not be okay, participating okay, just, all right good because we're gonna be busy we're gonna have we're gonna be running around doing our media thing yes. so but yeah the burnout contest should uh, should be definitely not disappoint. I think it's uh, crowd favorite. Yeah, three minutes per contestant uh, to burn off as much uh, tire as they can, cause the most smoke as possible. Um, and I think with that, it's they're taking the first first come first serve. So the first ten vehicles. So if you are interested, don't wait on that. That's something that if you have a penchant to. Uh, to replace your your tires that's a good <laughs> i was gonna say i always feel so bad for the tires you know i like to break the rules like everybody else but uh i don't know for some reason when i see a burnout i just feel like it's just so bad right like it's ruining the car or the tires but uh, i guess not huh it's it's part of the fun uh let's talk a little bit about i know in the intro you mentioned jaguar this is definitely going to be in the building t this year um, Friday and Saturday, middle of the day, 11 to 1. There's going to be some key special guests here. Uh, Dave, Welsh, Dave Welsh is the general manager of the biggest Jaguar parts supplier in all of North America. He'll be there. Uh, Michael Quinn, who happens to be his grandfather, was the founder of Jaguar and also the personal representative to the Queen of England with regard to Jaguar. Yes, Michael Quinn will be there. Joseph Limangeli, he's a TV host and, and a car enthusiast as well as author and aficionado of the mark as well as Gary, Gary Bartlett. He is a Jaguar expert when it comes to particularly around restoration. So the, those four individuals will be part of the, what they're calling the Legends of Design and that will be Building T Friday and Saturday 11 to 1. And it looks like the Aston Martins are also part of that Legends Absolutely. of Design as well. Yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a British focus with uh, Aston Martin there as well. Uh, in Building T, we talked a little bit about the, the 240SX, the Super, the Beetle. That'll all be there as well. Uh, supercars is one that I'm definitely going to be checking out Building Y. Uh, anything exotic, I am all about the Ferraris, the Lambos. So we'll certainly have to check that out. You remember me talking all about the fondness I had for my 1990 Saab 9000. Well, they have the Saab Club Tent will be there this year. And they're going to be displaying their 2017 winners as well as uh, you'll get to meet some of those those car show. What or, does sorry, that mean? Car club members. I think it's those that through the Saab Club, the winners of their certain classes, they'll have their, will come back, the awarded cars, and they'll have them on display to, to show off last year's best of the best oh okay so you owning a subaru brz are you part of the subaru club i am not as as of yet but as you know we're, you and i are talking about taking my brz onto the field oh right right yeah. so there are definitely of course uh all kinds of 
um, classifications and breakouts. What we're going to be doing is they have for Subaru WRX STI and then basically Subaru Other. And with the BRZ, we'll fall into the other category. But we are working on getting that new vinyl graphic in the, in the back window. We have to have that back in time. We'll get that installed. And then you and I need to get our, our gate pass so we can get on onto the show field. And yes. Have our have car. have a busy weekend, for sure. Got to take Mac onto the field. Mac. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you tell the listeners uh, <laughs> what M-A-C-C stands for? Yes, we have nicknamed my BRZ Mac, which is a middle-aged crisis car. So <laughs> proudly representing what it is. Getting older and have to have that car that you've, you've wanted. So I've loved that car. In fact, I was a big fan of it when it was conceptual back in 2011, 2012, and uh, oh, that's right. wanted to definitely get the first year of production and did just that. Bought it in summer of 13 and only have 18 and a half, 19,000 miles on it, I guess. But I, I baby it and love it and care for it. And Well, you look good driving it, too. Well, thank you. You do, too. You've actually oh, uh, you've gear jammed it pretty well. <laughs> but, Is that bad? No, that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll definitely have to take it on a road trip here this summer. That's awesome. One of the things I thought was so cool was the passport scavenger hunt. Well, yeah, that is. Very, is that something they do every year? They've been doing that for quite a while. In fact, that is a, just a neat concept for a bit of a scavenger hunt. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's involved? Yeah. So what I realize is when you're looking at the map of the facility or the the grounds for the event, um, they have all the cars split out by country of origin. So mm-hmm. Japan and. Um, Germany and all France, of the, France, exactly. yep. the, the Citroen. And... So the idea is you take this passport that you get from guest services and you go to each of the country's checkpoints and you get your um, passport stamped. And then at the end of the, at the end of the event, or when, once your passport is filled, you take it back to guest services and you get a gift. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then a chance to win an even bigger gift i would imagine exactly like get entered into a drawing so that's really fun i think that's a great way to incorporate the whole family i would think so too it i've i've been part of it it's fun to do at any age but especially if you are bringing family or or younger ones it gets them definitely engaged and and feeling vested in the whole process it gives you a reason to kind of see a lot of the space that you may not have seen otherwise exactly and not everybody if let's say you're uh, a Japanese hot hatch fan, you may not be as uh, interested in, in checking out uh, Sweden or, or France, but it is a it's a cool way to appreciate what uh, some of the other countries have produced over the years. And you know, thinking about the kids and what they can do, I, I also noticed there's a toy drive, which obviously makes me think of kids. Of course. Um, they are taking donations of unwrapped toys or cash for toys for tots. Uh, and other children in need. Those donations are being taken at Building R up until 3 o'clock on Saturday of the show. So I think that's, what, the 19th? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really near and dear to my heart. And And a big shout-out to, actually, the Renault Club for sponsoring and and leading that. All right, Holly, you know that I am already looking to shop next year for the new high-performance exhaust for the BRZ. Oh, yeah. And you have been so gracious and patient to listen to how many, what, 3,471 YouTube videos? Ish. 
Yeah. Rounded up. But wait, that's just the videos, not your impressions? Because well, your impressions of the can are pretty <laughs> impressive. We might have that on a future episode whereby I I can do a very fairly good Lamborghini acceleration sound using a, a crinkled up uh, aluminum can. So I'd love to let you give them a taste, but I know you don't have your gear. So I don't have, have my gear. Yes, yeah, so let's. Time. If you guys would give us a rain check on that. But he is really good with his. Uh, Sound impersonations effects? and sound effects right. anyway so that'll be good we'll get into those and so sorry yes about the exhaust and maybe that's something we put on the patreon page for those that want to be elite members and and help support us a little bit further those are some of those outtakes and additional type of information as well as some videos and things and me embarrassing myself with my car sound effects. That, that may be something that a Patreon member may have access that to. That is worth it for me to be a Patreon <laughs> member, let me tell you. <laughs> That's patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Okay. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. All right, getting back to Vroom Vroom Sounds. The rolling exhaust contest. Right. So this is near and dear to my heart because a good exhaust can make or break a car. And uh, that will be... There's actually going to be uh, multiple sessions happening uh, with some two qualifying rounds, if I'm not mistaken, then a, a grand finale uh, that weekend. And one of them is, I know it's near gate six, but competitors will then line up. You rev you know, probably up to almost red line and then accelerate and you take off up this pretty decent hill incline to gate five. But with that, they will be judging uh, the best acceleration and revving sounds by exhaust and I don't think it really matters that you can be a rotary Mazda engine it could be a small block V8 whether Ford or Chevy it could be a Porsche flat six air-cooled uh, Porsche engine it doesn't matter if the exhaust note is just right they, that could be the winner so I, that's definitely one that I want to be at the qualifying rounds for and definitely the finale so that grand finale for the rolling exhaust contest will be Saturday at 2.30 p.m. So I look forward to that. Okay, so let's get back. I, we teased a little earlier about the drift limbo. I am so stoked to see people drifting their cars between cones as they get moved closer and closer and closer together without hitting them. Uh, of course, Fast and Furious fan. Love any kind of car movie. But the fact of being able to handle your car so well to be able to drift it into a tight space like that, that is going to be excellent. Looking forward to that. And shall we mention the worship service oh sure darren i love mentioning the worship service so the salvation army is leading a non-denominational worship service on sunday at 9 a.m in building r um so that's definitely open to everybody on sunday morning so we're really a big fan of the homage and tribute that they pay to the christian faith by having these services every time there's an event absolutely good stuff and maybe saturday afternoon if the weather's perfect or sunday after the worship service the scenic cruise i know that they put a lot of uh, carlisle events put some effort into creating the maps and the the turn cues for the self-guided scenic drive and uh, carlisle's in cumberland county and just north of us over the mountain there are about two or three passes you can take across the county to get into the next county. You have to go up and over North Mountain, but that's uh, Perry County to the north neighboring. There is some great driving there. Honestly, I think there's only one, and I'm not, not even exaggerating, Holly. This is, I think, one, maybe two traffic lights in the entire county of Perry. No way. It is all agricultural farm fields, 
big open area, lots of twisties, great mountain road driving, and I I have taken the Is that beer. A technical term twisties. Well, nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're speaking the vernacular now. <laughs> you're really you're growing up. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> But Sorry. no. BRZ. Well, yes. Getting back to shameless plug for the BRZ, but uh, yeah, there's been many a weekend where I've gone up and over the mountain and had such a great time, just flying through the six six speed gearbox over there. Great driving, good roads. You're gonna love it. So definitely look into the scenic cruise. Hey, Darren. Just to follow up, the rolling exhaust contest qualifying rounds start on Friday the 18th at 4 p.m. That's round one. And then round two is 10 a.m. on Saturday. And then, as you mentioned, the grand finale is at 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. So so you have to make sure you're there Friday at 4 p.m. if you want to participate. Outstanding. Great. Okay. What was this about Miss Carlisle? Did I say something about Miss Carlisle? I think you might have. (laughs) Yes, there is the Miss Carlisle, which you've probably seen the YouTube videos uh, of that. And wait, so there's YouTube videos of Miss Carlisle? Allegedly. Allegedly. So you've never partaken in any of the I've heard about this viewing of said videos. I've heard about it. So I have a friend of a friend that told me about it. So what are they like (laughs) videos of? (laughs) Videos of the. The like competition the con- at the show. The cont- I understand this to be where the <laughs> from what I'm told. Legend has it. <laughs> so what is it? Carlisle Lore has said <laughs> that the contestants actually parade, or I should say, they they rock the runway across the grandstand stage. Okay. And they typically don't wear jeans and long sleeve shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but my point being the oh. video is of the actual contest yes they're out on youtube no <laughs> you are getting so distracted by this discussion okay am i blushing <laughs> okay you, you are okay go ahead Sorry. all right so miss carlisle is cash prizes go to first second and third place winners you have to be 18 to participate um, so be at the grandstand if you want to participate or cheer on your favorite contestant. For the best personality. That's what it wins. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> a mess. Okay, sorry. Nope. I digress. Hey, so Darren, I know tonight you were over at the Carlisle Events main office and you were actually meeting with the co-event manager. Exactly. So uh, why don't we listen to the interview that you had with him? Let's do it. Hi, this is Darren Reichert here at Carlisle Events, and I appreciate Ed Bozeski spending a little time after the work hours. He's putting it, building the midnight oil in, getting ready for the show coming up next week. And uh, Ed is here with me in the conference room. Ed, thanks for giving me some of your time tonight. You're welcome. Thanks, Darren. Well, with that, just uh, we're talking about the important performance show in the, the Nationals. This is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we had talked earlier, it started in 86, right? Correct. So this is, how many years would that be? 32nd year for the show. Okay, wow. Well, this is, uh, again, one that draws, I like what it said in the write-up, the fact it spans essentially 100 years. You have all continents respectfully uh, covered and represented. I guess you could say, we have any like old Rolls Rolls Royces or anything like that? We actually did a display of them last year. We had a luxury display, which is mainly for the more modern, you know, the VIP they Mm. call where the guys take a Lexus or a Mercedes or whatever and 
you know, do the interior up with wine glasses and things like that. But then mm-hmm. we wanted to complement that with the old school okay. luxury. And we had a couple, uh, at least Rolls Royce. I don't know if we had the, the, any Bentleys, but we did have a couple Rolls in here. Okay. It was pretty neat. That is cool. So let's actually talk a little bit about the VIP. That's something that has that been going on for several years. What, what spawned that? It's a movement within the hobby. It's not. It's, it's something we featured last year just because there were so many vehicles like that out there, and we thought it would be kind of neat to, to do a display of them in the building. And, and we did, and we took, a, you know, like I said, a wide range, everything from the old Rolls, you know, the, the traditional luxury mm. vehicles, mm-hmm. to, to what the folks are doing today where you know, you'll see some custom woodwork inside. It could be a Lexus or a Mercedes or whatever, and they'll, they'll have a, you know, a wine rack and wine glass holders in there. Mm-hmm. My um, box and... Yeah, we didn't have any of those here, but uh, and then right up through, you know, one of our regular attendees and friend of the company brought in his brand new Maserati, which was you wow. know had the custom tailored suit that came with it. And <laughs> so we we displayed that with the car and just kind of a fun display. That's excellent, outstanding. Well, I know new for 2018 is the drift limbo. There has been, of course, the um, this is the first time putting this over on the the rally course itself. Right. Uh, what. What generated that idea? What brought that to be? Well, and I'm not a gamer myself, but apparently it's it's pretty popular in a lot of the video games nowadays, where where the you know the players will drift between different vehicles or other obstacles, and uh, that translated into real life, where drift limbo started, and uh, you know they picked two objects. It could be anything from concrete barriers to water barrels to we're going to use cones with uh, <laughs> okay. something a little bit softer. <laughs> but uh, the point is still the same. You have to drift between two stationary objects. And, mm-hmm. and just like regular limbo, you're in until you hit one and, and then you're taken out. Mm-hmm. And as far as being eliminated, we're treating it like autocross where you have to either knock the cone or the obstacle over or out of its box. Okay. And after each lap, we will just move the, the cones progressively closer together until hopefully there's one vehicle left and that's, that's our winner. We're trying to add more entertainment and activity and excitement to the show than, mm-hmm. than ever before. And this year will be the most jam-packed schedule we've ever had. Well, that's a good segue, actually, for my next question, because obviously the show over those 32 years, starting somewhat static and becoming very, very engaged, very much uh, uh, participant-driven, what do you feel will be some of the standout features for this year that will put this show over the top? I, I think it'll be a combination of static and active displays. You know, we mentioned the Drift Limbo. Um Something that the tuner side of the show brought when we combined the two was an exhaust competition, mm-hmm. and it's not based on volume but sound quality, and you know the the demand for that just kept growing and growing. So this year we we instead of just doing one round like a one and done, we have a Friday qualifier, a Saturday morning qualifier, mm-hmm. and then we'll have a Saturday afternoon uh, finale, where we'll pick the the best vehicles out of the two previous rounds, and. Uh, that was something that the first year we did it, we saw some of the guys from the original important kit side of the show jump in with, uh, we had an Austin Healy do it the one year. Um, we've had a few other older vehicles, so it's not just newer cars. Mm-hmm. We're getting the older guys mm-hmm. out there doing it. Um, the other thing that we brought in or that, that came when the two shows were combined was low car limbo. So rather than the drift yeah. limbo, this is limbo under a bar, just like you would do as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, right away, you know, a lot of the older cars are already pretty low. And uh, my original intent was to see if we get like an old Austin Healey 100 with the crank down mm. windshield that <laughs> the guys wouldn't even know it cranks down. And he would, you know, go so far, there'd be a, you know, you're watching the bar and thinking, okay, he's going to go out soon. Then all of a sudden he cranks the windshield mm-hmm. down. Now the car is a little over, you know, two and a half feet high or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he sails through. That didn't happen, but a Lotus Europa showed up. 
which I think is even lower because by the wow. time he was done, we had our bar at the lowest setting, and he was still clearing it by a good six or eight inches. <laughs> um, but it was neat, you know, to, to see the difference from prior years where it was a bunch of Miatas with a bunch of camber and lowered as much as they could go, mm-hmm. squeezing under the bar and usually winning, mm-hmm. to all of a sudden, you know, the, the Lotus was, I, I forget what year exactly, but a late 60s Lotus mm-hmm. comes in bone stock mm-hmm. and, and just rolls right under. And then last year... Uh, we had an MGTD replica that did really well. They have the regular fold-down windshield, so it was kind of obvious that that one would fold down. He did really well, but in the end, it was two Porsche Speedsters that nice. uh, they had it pretty well covered. But they went ahead and aired down the tires to make you know even more of a difference, and, mm-hmm. and they rolled through it. It was just neat to see the two different audiences enjoying it and appreciating each other's efforts and and just having fun with it it was a really good time i would say that that's i compliment you on that that it's a great merge of the the two different communities if you will yeah it wasn't easy i mean anybody who remembers the show from back in the late 90s when again the traditional important kit show had been here for years and you know trying to work in the tuner movement or whatever the custom compact movement at at Mm -hmm. the time and the decision was to launch it within the import show and it didn't go real well at first and after a couple years they split the two shows off and then everybody seemed happy for a while but you know we we could just kind of see the writing on the wall that these two demographics are going to come back together Mm -hmm. so we thought we would get ahead of the curve put the two shows together two years ago and it's been great i mean both sides are respectful of each other it's just been and, and the diversity and that's where i would go next with the show probably my favorite part of it of it has always been the diversity excellent and adding the two shows together it just takes as you mentioned in the beginning we've got over a hundred years of vehicles on one field now mm-hmm. and and that's pretty neat you know our oldest is going to be the 1897 trike most likely wow and then we'll have up through i'm sure we'll have 2017s and 2018s here that's amazing yeah and the fact that it's everything i mean from saab to ferrari to old Datsuns. i mean it's just it covers the full gamut um and like I said, I think one thing that's the equalizer and the common denominator in our hobby and in this in this industry and this business is the fact that cars can be owned and, and loved by people of all walks of life, all backgrounds, et cetera. And that's that's what makes it a really a great melting pot. Yeah, and th- this show shows that more than any other. I think that we do the the age demographic. Even when the shows were separate, we, we saw a, a widespread in the age you know, the okay. age range. Um, you know, we we traditionally acknowledge eight countries that are represented here we do occasionally get a russian car or i'm sure we'll have a yugo here so we'll have mm-hmm. yugoslavia represented mm-hmm. but i had done the calculations one time and I, I think it was somewhere almost 50 different brands are typically at this show That's so i'm amazing. not talking the anomaly i'm saying almost any given year if you could line the cars up you'd have at least near you know nearly 50 different brands it's a lot of marks represented it really is mm-hmm. yeah well, what, uh, Ed, what would you say would be one of your personal favorite um, uh, memories of over the, over the years hmm. that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, I was going to say, I have some good and some not so good. <laughs> We've had you know, just the whole range of things. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, if I had to pick one, it would probably be my first year. You know, 2007 was the first time I ran the show, and it, it just... And I'm not saying I can take credit for it, but it was the biggest year ever of the show. And honestly, it was the biggest on record to date until we combined the two with over 1,500 cars. And, you know, prior to that, we were 12 or 1,300 cars. So Mm. to jump several hundred cars my first year was kind of a, you know, rookie luck, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it was still pretty neat. And we had great weather. It was just a great turnout. 
it was a nice way to start off, you know, running the show in my career here. That's for sure. As a co-event manager, anything that uh, you or Ken Appel would want uh, the listeners to know, just as a, as closing comments. Um, if you haven't been to the show, I would strongly suggest to come and check it out. It, it really is a fun show. Um, you know, even when they were two separate events, the diversity was always amazing. But now with the two combined, we, we've got the static displays, we've got the activities. You know, we, when it was just the important kit show, we never had a burnout contest mm. or anything like that. We had autocross, which was great, but we certainly never had drifting. Um, the fact that we've been able to combine those and, and bring them to both audiences has, has really worked well. We try to keep the show a little bit more calm during the morning and, and early afternoon hours, and then we ramp up the excitement later on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mix of you know two shows in one, which is really what it is, but we try to make it the, the family-friendly event during the day, and then it gets a little more active. It's certainly not out of hand or anything like mm-hmm. that, but just more fun, more energy, more excitement as it goes on, um, You know, adding the different, different elements to it that we have over the years. I, I think it's just been great. Outstanding. Well, thank you very much for giving time, especially this late in the afternoon, evening, after a long day as it is. Know it's going to be at an amazing show next week, and thank you again for all the time and effort. You're welcome. Thank you, Darren. Thank you. Well, I don't think we talked what's involved with the, the show itself as far as the logistics of what you need to know. It's obviously on the Carlisle Events website, but it runs... Friday the 18th of May, Saturday the 19th, and closes on Sunday the 20th. It is uh, rain or shine, as all events are. It runs uh, Thursday, I'm sorry, Friday through Saturday. Gates open at 7 a.m., close at 6 p.m., and then on Sunday it's a shortened day, 9 a.m. to noon. The on-grounds parking will run up between $5 and $10, depending on the day. $5 on Friday, 10 on Saturday, and then it's free on Sunday. But with that, kids under 12 are free, which is a great way to, if you have younger ones, bring them along. And the admission is uh, $10 the first two days and $7 on the last day, Sunday. So like I mentioned at the beginning of our, our podcast, this is such a cool show. It is my personal favorite for what it's worth, just because it is such a variety, covering so many different vehicle marks, all the different countries, um, such histories and, and the fact that it goes back 80, 90, 100 years. It's pretty cool. And it even says that I, I see this here that it's not even just cars, but also motorcycles, trucks, um, and other high end performance vehicles. So that is true. It, it covers the gamut. Well, you're going to see cars. Not only we talked about the supercars represented uh, exotics and supercars um, from the supercars on State, State Street. They'll be back, but also you're going to see cars that were built for SEMA and essentially came from the showroom to storage and then from there to Carlisle. So some cars that uh, were in Vegas that wowed the world are going to be here in Carlisle, which to me is is pretty cool. That is cool. A little taste of SEMA here in our backyard. Exactly. Even I know that's cool. And the Nico Fest, which is the autocross racing and that's the, the drifting exhibitions, that is put on by the Nico Club, Nissan's. It's uh, made up of Nissan's, Infinity, and Datsun. And uh, Nico Club does a great job with that every year with hosting. And uh, you will see some amazing Japanese vehicles, uh, both tuned and stock, coming from all over. Okay, as far as you may or may not be coming with a car club, 
but the one great thing about the Carla Import and Performance Nationals is it has definitely been the the mecca for car clubs coming year after year. What's fun is a lot of the car clubs will use the import and performance nationals as their venue or site for their their annual meetings and you're going to see uh, various various clubs using this as their, whether regional or national making this th their meet to be at and you'll have all kinds of uh, clubs represented represented and doing neat interesting things and they they try to outdo each other so i think it's it's great that everybody's so festive about it all that's awesome one thing i wanted to mention is 10 vehicles are going to be hand-picked by the carlisle, carlisle event staff and they'll be calling that the carlisle elite and that'll be on friday they'll be walking up and down through the show field and deciding 10 of their favorite vehicles and they'll then become uh, part of the the elite, the part of the kind of the, the roster of, of the creme de la creme, the creme de la creme of the Carlisle elite. So that'd be pretty cool if uh, someone listening, their vehicle ended up being one of the top 10 this year. That would be cool. We talked about all the buildings on property and the displays. The indoors at Carlisle is the really definitely the place to see some of the very best and hottest in performance sport compacts, imports, highly tuned vehicles, tuners themselves. Um, and some of those invitational cars, ones you've seen in national magazines, ones you've heard about, perhaps seen YouTube videos of, they'll be here at the part, as part of the static invitational display, which will be amazing. Well, Holly, that pretty much covers the gamut of everything that's going to be happening here at the Important Performance Nationals. I love this show. It's so much fun. I'm excited for you to be there with me for the first time. Uh, certainly just want to say thank you to all of our listeners Truly, this is, not counting the intro podcast, our third one. We're still coming out of the gates. Uh, we're in the first 60 feet of this quarter-mile run, and want to thank each and every one of you for coming back, for downloading, and continuing to be a fan, to be a Cuber. We always talk about Patreon.com. Certainly look, look us up there and support. But also be sure to visit carsofcarlisle.com. We've added a new uh, round town around Carlisle gallery, one after one Saturday afternoon, the weather was great. Holly and I walked all through our hometown and took pictures of all the favorite restaurants and places and iconic images that you might recognize as you come to Carlisle, maybe once, three, four, ten, depending on how many times a year. And we have some cool car shots and things. And we would like to continue to build out those galleries. If you have great pictures of either your vehicle or your favorite place in Carlisle, send them to carsofcarlisle at outlook.com. Would welcome that. Would like to get them up on the website. Again, this is your podcast. This is your car club. Holly and Darren just happen to be the people that help put it on and, and uh, manage it all. But you make this club happen, and we thank you, Cubers. Hey, and I was just thinking, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in June, first weekend in June, is when the Ford Nationals are going on. Oh, good and call. And just a quick heads up of a really special guest that we're super stoked about. Yes. Dave Kindig from mm -hmm. Bitchin' Rides on the Velocity Channel Yes, will be here. And um, I know how much you love him, and I actually enjoy watching that show. <laughs> so we're really excited to have him here in town. Yeah, so absolutely. Make and sure to check him out if you're interested. Definitely. And Dave, if you're listening... 
Yes, next time we come out to go skiing and visit family in northern Utah, we'll be glad to stop by the shop. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again for listening. Catch us for the next episode and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. But for now, we'll say drive well. And be well. Take care.